This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Amanda Celine Miller, the voice of Boruto and Sailor Jupiter, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Previously on Talk Time Live Exclusive. David, thank you so very much again for being on the show. What is next for you guys exactly? We got Cyber Shadow coming out. Anything else? Anything else new coming? Uh, uh, we, yeah, we're, we're we're working on King of Cards right now, which is the King Knight expansion mm-hmm. for Shovel Knight, and we're doing Shovel Knight Showdown, which is the I cannot wait for that. By the way, <laughs> yeah, local multiplayer brawler. Uh, it's really really cool. Uh, yeah, we're just trying to get those out of the door and then move on to something new. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extras. So let's start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. gentlemen welcome back this is acmg presents talk time live extra select start i am your host xavier josiah folks welcome to the final select start of 2019 and the final select start of the decade uh we're gonna look back in 2019 just this year and talk about some of my favorite games that i've played and possibly reviewed as well as that came out this year, by the way, as well as the most disappointing games that I've uh, had the dishonor of playing this year as well. Uh, and we're going to talk about that uh, exactly. It's uh, not exactly like a top. T- well, the the, uh, the what is it? The, my favorite games are like up about 10. I just made that 10 and I think I got about like seven or eight disappointing games that I wanted to uh, go over and talk about. One of which I've been talking about since January of last year of how disappointed I am. I'm finally going to talk about it in full force because nothing has changed in that game. Um, And then at our final stage review, our final, final stage review, we're going to review Shovel Knight Showdown, which is their attempt at a melee game, uh, Super Smash melee style game. And there's a lot to talk about in this game. So we're going to cover that. Yacht Club Games may have done it again. And... If I'm correct, we did talk about that just a tiny bit in our interview this year when we were talking about Cyber Shadow, which still has not arrived yet. I'm still wondering why that hasn't come out yet, but it looks like 2020 is a definite for that game, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. It looks awesome, but for now, we got to talk about Shovel Knight's uh, showdown, because if you're a Super Smash Brothers fan or a fighting game fan, period, you may be surprised at what you get uh, the experience from this game. So stay tuned for all that and more. But uh, you would think I was going to do. I was going to actually do a uh, 2019 for the ne- for uh, this Sunday, but I'm going to be reviewing Star Wars. Uh, and going to be getting through that and all the other news that we got from there. And then we're going to be taking a break because it's going to be Christmas and then New Year. So we'll be back 
at the uh, beginning. And when we do, we're going to have the best of decade. And the reason why I'm waiting till that time is because I'm going to be having next week our ACMG Facebook group members voting on what they thought was the best of the decade. And we're going to talk about that on the first week of January. So we're going to cover that from there. Uh, so it's going to take time for those guys to do some voting on there. If you are a young adult, maybe 18 or older with a legit profile, and I know there are people on social media, we live in a time where people want to hide from, from, hide from the keyboards and their profile pics and everything. But if you have a legit profile of you with your actual pics, it looks legit, um, and you and it's been five years or over. We want to invite you into the ACMG Facebook group. It is a positive group. It is a safe group that allows you to enjoy all things anime, comics, movies, and games. And we get a lot of great things going on. Contests. I'm actually giving away a Legends uh, flashback uh, game console from at games. So um, you know that's going to be given away. Or if you're listening to us now, it's probably already given away. That prize has been given away from there too. So. Um, we got that going on. I mean, a lot of other things going on. I mean, ACMG in 2019 has been so strong. Uh, and with some great support and not so great support from people. I mean, what can you say? To everybody who ever is venturing out to do something and you're, um, that you've been dreaming of, there's always going to be some people who will try to deter your ambitions, your goals. And you got to keep it moving. And trust me, this year, if anything is prove about this year with me, uh, with ACMG, with Talk Time Live, with Viewfinders, Identity Search and Design, my design uh, firm, is that we kept it moving and it was shown. And we made a great impact this year. And I couldn't be happier with just the people that's been on this show, with uh, working with Keystone Comic Con, a.k.a. Read Pop, and being honored to host two panels at the event and knocking those out and it's just it's just been awesome just been absolutely awesome this year and i'm looking forward to hopefully seeing more next year i mean there's been said that there's going to be more so um i'm hoping that it still becomes that that everything goes smoothly that that we see a better community a better society a more positive outcome i'm really hoping for that Especially at the after the results of the most historical event that happened just last night, as you all know, I won't get into details of the politics or whatever, but you know, history was made once again, uh, where that is going to lead to. That's a whole other thing, but I digress. So we're going to talk about we're going to look back in 2019, talk about some goods and some bads in gaming. Um, but I do want to talk about some news first before we do that, because although we had our Last, we had our last episode, which covered the entire episode was covered based on the uh, game awards. And you, as you know, every time we talk about that, there's a lot of content to talk about, and a lot of information to talk about in regards to that. Uh, I didn't have a chance to talk about Nintendo's uh, new showcase, the Indie World showcase, which revealed and announced some new games that will be coming out by indie developers. One of my favorite favorite uh, things to talk about because. Much like Reggie, uh, Reggie Fizema said, indie developers are so important in the industry nowadays, much more than ever. Um, they have the freedom to do what they want, and when they do what they want, they create some really special things. If you've listened to the show, you've listened to some of the people 
who have done some incredible things. The Gentle Brothers um, with Cat Quest 2, which, by the way, one of the biggest news uh, just announced today, just about a half hour ago. The Gentle Brothers has announced that they have a new update for Cat Quest 2, which allows New Game Plus along with other new great uh, options as well. So go out of your way to check it out if you own the game. If you don't own the game, go out of your way to check it out. And if you want to know why, go and listen to our exclusive with Desmond Wong, who made a return to talk about Cat Quest 2. And it is it, 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 it met the hype. It really met the hype. I'm looking for that and Cat Quest 3 as well. So, um, so you want to get that out as well. But some really big news that just came about before I even talk about the indies. Naruto. Yeah, I got to talk about it. Hey, sometimes I really, really hate talking about it because I, I don't want people to think I'm biased. But even before I even been friends or, or acquainted with some of the cast of that show, that it was one of my favorite animes, still is one of my favorite animes uh, ever. And I just just happened to be blessed to know a lot of the members of that show. And I couldn't be more happier and blessed about that. But naruto ultimate ninja storm 4 is coming to the nintendo switch with a release date of april 24 2020 now i am extremely happy for one thing i knew that they were going to do this because i looked at when i played it on the playstation 4 i looked at this game and i was like i looked at the amount of space that it takes up and i'm like this game could possibly absolutely work on a switch and the graphic um the graphic the graphics in a game per se is not anywhere different from the other well at least not even to the last one you know i i do believe it is better than the first two but when it hit three it stepped up and i think there was no point of doing any more with it so it's able to be able to fit on a nintendo uh switch and in fact it is so uh not only are we getting that we're getting all of the content that came with it I they haven't really said whether that's going to be all connected like this is an ultimate definitive edition like they normally would do. I think this may be a definitive edition with the with the addition of some extra characters I believe that wasn't in the other game. So, uh I either way, I'm looking forward to going and checking this out. And I, I, I just, I can't wait. I love all of the games. I enjoy playing it on a Switch and uh, playing it on the go and enjoying the story mode and everything that goes along with it. Now, four is here. Everything's complete. Now we get it all. We get, and not only that, shout out to um, Amanda C. Miller. We now get her and the cast of Baruto Ultimate, uh, uh, Baruto, uh, Naruto Next Generation in there as well. So that's awesome. I'm looking forward to that. I've always enjoyed the games. Ultimate Ninja Storm is Bandai Namco, one of Bandai Namco's best games. Um, not just from an a anime licensed game, but literally one of their best games. They are they've been hit or miss lately. I mean, some of the games that they that I've played from them have disappointed me, and some of them are just really good. I'm also looking forward to the next uh, My Hero Academia game which has set to come out in 2020 as well. I hope they do a lot more with that game. I hope they give that the Naruto feel. I hope they don't shortchange it. It was don't get me wrong. I know a lot of people crapped on the game, but they crapped on it. I thought they were a little bit too harsh with that. The game is not bad at all. The gameplay is 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 just as simple and just as what you expect from actually playing uh Ultimate Ninja Storm or whatever. But it just lacked 
the presentation that we're used to from Xenoverse, from uh, what is that? From uh, in Ultimate Ninja Storm. Hell, even from that of like Saint Seiya or you know JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Those games had way better presentation than the first game here. It was kind of lackluster in a sense, and I you just felt like they could do so much more with that. So it just felt like a just a you know lighthearted arcade you know title as opposed to having some real big continuity to it so hopefully they'll add a lot more to it and really give us the presentation that fans of the series desire so we'll see but again and tekken you know tekken is still going as well they got the libri brown character a new muay thai character and i think another one that they announced too that so they're still keeping that running and alive as well but you know hopefully they'll get themselves back together because bandai namco at one point in some cases is still one of my favorite companies and favorite developers because i am i am aware of what they can do and what they have done and i just feel like there's a it just feels like there's a budget issue going on in there taking away some of the things especially voice acting i don't think i think one of the reasons why we don't see some of the voice acting on some of our favorite anime licenses is because money because of budget they don't want to put in the money if it's not dragon ball or naruto they're not putting in the money for that because those are the two most popular titles out there and i think that's that possibly is the case we don't we never know what goes on behind the curtain of a company never um but some things do stick out or some things are a little bit more transparent. I remember when I talked to uh, the Chamba and Long Vo from Udon Entertainment at the Street Fighter Artist Street Fighter panel. Uh, one of the things that we were talking about was how gamers, you know, how some how gaming companies decide not to, you know, venture back into a franchise, say like Rival Schools, for instance, because is although it was like a cult classic love for the certain games they didn't make enough money to keep it going and they need to keep they need to put more money into things that they are going to invest in that they believe is going to work so even though there is some rumors out there that are saying that capcom has trademarked a lot of the um game titles that they had before such as rival schools and dark stalkers and all that so i don't know what that means it could be just that they're actually just trademarking them or they actually are looking to invest in them i don't know we'll see and of course and again it's just a rumor because i only heard it from one website that rather is not credible per se or it doesn't you know if you don't hear again i said this before if you don't hear there's a lot of websites i mine's included mine's included but i normally tell the source of where i get this information from and the source of where i usually say it's from is a little bit more credible than some of these other sites you know or even in his in his podcast you gotta do your homework or do use critical thinking when looking at these sites you post everything there's a lot of misinformation out there and people don't understand find where the source is at to you know find out because people will read the headlines and that's it and just say like oh this is happening no when it's at fact is actually not you know we got this covered is one of the i found them to be one of the most uncredible sources ever and people are going over there like crazy to those guys and when you look at some of the things that they talk about they talk about certain game aspects or certain tv shows or whatever like that and then if you tweet it 
you find out that there's nothing there's nothing tweeting about it um there's and if you go to like ign GameSpot, game informer all none of them are talking about that it's only them and they claim that they have a source and that source is nothing they don't ne- they never claim this source i am not a fan of them at all i highly recommend and, and people are starting to wise up to them as well that they're not a legit source of uh media info so i you know just you gotta look out you gotta really look out for what you do because a lot of times you're putting out misinformation you're not helping the situation <laughs> so um but i digress uh this indie showcase that we got a chance to uh check out three games stood out to me in this in this game and uh in that showcase and one of them was in fact the sequel to golf story a game that i am such a late bloomer and i know i know i should have played this game a long time ago but i'm not really that much of a golf fan it takes a lot for me to play a golf game but this i've been i've been hurt i've been told and i've read many a times that this is not your normal golf game and what made that game so great is actually the narrative the storytelling the um the actual dialogue which is a more than it's for it for like a retro game this the dialogue in this game was very very sophisticated this felt like a caddyshack like the game's version of caddyshack to me and i know a lot of you young kids don't know what caddyshack is but it's a classic classic comedy well comedic movie uh with bill murray and a whole cast of other characters in there as well uh but this felt like the comedy the, the writing in this game was so great and i think that's where we made it enjoyable and then the control scheme the and, and the way that they made, uh did it was so awesome i really enjoyed that game i should have i know i should have played that game a lot um sooner but better late than never as they say and now I'm not missing Sports Story because when that comes out, I am ex- I am absolutely definitely jumping on that. Sports Story, I guess, picks up uh, where Golf Story left off and the same characters are going to be involved in that, but this time they're going to be involved more than just golf. There's, I believe, hockey that's involved in this. There's a baseball element involved in this. So there's going to be a lot they're going to be doing in here. And now he's riding a bike and everything. It's It's looks really cool it looks really really cool um they said it's coming out in mid 2020 so that could possibly mean spring yeah uh pretty much spring uh 2020 in a sense so we will see from that point um another one they show more clips and video of streets of rage 4 which is coming in the first half of 2020 as well i love the new hand drawing style that they have in that game i'm hoping it's just as entertaining as the first three streets of rage games which again were called classics from sega so you got that and a third one is actually super smash not to be confused with super smash brothers i don't understand why they called it that but um super smash is actually a game that i believe if i if i remember correctly is a game that lets you create games and play games within the game so basically it provides a a list of different game genres and i believe you create those game genres in there i've seen every game almost every game genre except for i believe fighting game and fps i don't know if that's in there or not but it looked very interesting i am actually intrigued about that that is coming in may 2020 as well so stay tuned for that uh overall that indie world uh showcase was pretty good uh more than one thing stood out but 
the, I was tell you this. When it comes to the indie titles, they not they're not always the indie direct uh, presentation. They're not always as exciting as the actual Nintendo Direct uh, showcase videos that they present. But this was better than the last. This is the better, the best one that I've seen to date, and better than the ones prior too. So I am looking forward to uh, all of those games that are coming up soon, and just so much more just coming in 2020. So let's get down to it. Let's talk about my favorite games of 2020. Yes, for this. We'll just say our top 10 because it is, I did list 10 of them. I, I, there are more, but these are the ones that truly stuck out to me. Uh, so if it's not in here, don't threat. That doesn't mean all the other games that I played sucked. It just, these are the ones that I truly enjoyed this year. And that really stuck out. Like when I first thought about it, I thought about the first same games. When I looked at the list, I'm like, no, this was game was so great. This game was so much fun. I really enjoyed the replay value was just there. Whereas some other games I played and put back, you know, and I didn't play again. So let's get down to that. Number 10. Number 10 is Pokemon Sword and Shield. Uh, I thought, like I said, do you guys remember? I talked about this. This is, um... To me, this was my favorite Pokemon game of all time outside of Pokemon Tournament. Um, I love the creative factor in there, the avatar selections. You now, they, it provided way more presentation than before in this game from a cultural standpoint. And the new aspect with the Dynamax uh, aspect was really epic too. And I love the pokemon stadium presentation it, they did really they did a really really good job uh whether this will be unanimously unanimously voted as the best pokemon game to date or of all time that's up for debate of course as i said before but for me personally sword and shield and i've i love sun and moon and i love x and y but i felt that this was the evolution of no pun intended of both of those games in a sense that they actually got everything right from those two games. So, I really enjoyed that game. Number nine, Super Dragon Ball World Mission. I've always wanted to play this game. I've heard so much about this game in Japan, the car battle game. I heard it was a hell of a lot of fun. I've been a big fan. One of my favorite car battle games of all time, I may have mentioned this before, was SNK versus Capcom Card Fighters for the for the uh, Neo Geo Pocket. Hell of a fun game, very easy to play, uh, but also quite challenging. And then I play Super Dragon Ball World Mission. I so enjoyed this game so much. It was, it's very complex, but not so complex to the point that you could that you can't just pick up and play. You eventually get the gist of it. There's a, still a lot of complexity to the game. Like for if you really want to be hardcore about it, you got to learn about. But if you just want to pick up and play, you can. Uh, the storyboard was pretty much a lot of fun to play. I like what they did. You could go back and play it again and enjoy everything that you have. It could be you could play easy to just you know just to pick up and play, or you could really challenge yourself big time in their arcade mode and other places. You could buy a whole bunch of cards. Just so much customization in this game to prepare your cards this is i mean like but also very fun to play for if you just want to enjoy it um i i I just loved it i don't understand why the graphics look a little bit outdated but in a sense like it looks like 3ds style graphics but all no complaints to that the game itself overall 
was still a hell of a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Highly recommend if you're a Dragon Ball fan. And hell, a car battle fan, too. You, you can't go wrong with either of those. So, that was awesome there. Um, just recently, got a chance to play uh, my number eight game. And then that's Katana Zero. Like I said before, um, you like John Wick, you like Strider, you like Assassin games, this game has it. Just like Golf Story, that game had a lot of sophisticated narrative and dialogue. It is not for kids. It's a deep storyline, uh, but it's very John Wick, and I love that. And you guarantee damn know that, especially for being nominated for a Game Award this year. You know a sequel's coming. So I'm very interested in seeing what they're going to do with that game. But the, uh, as far as indie games concerned, I I was very surprised at this game. You can, you almost could have said I was a late bloomer at this game too, but I managed to get a chance to play it and enjoy it as well. So, uh, And I like the fact that you can go back and play those modes again and, and you know play anytime you want. So I do enjoy that. Number seven. <laughs> I, I, I Honestly, aside from number six, which I'll, I'll talk about in a minute, this was, I honestly, I will, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Number seven is one of the biggest surprises of the year for me as far as gaming. River City Girls by Arc System Works and Way Forward. Probably more Way Forward than Arc System Works. And I will tell you that for a reason. They went all out, put their spin on a River City game and knocked it out the park. And especially considering I played a lot of the other River City games that came out this year. This was by far the best one. They put so much love into that game. Uh, from giving it uh, animated cutscenes to voice acting dialogue, uh, fluidity and game controls and, and the RPG elements in it. And it really immersed you. All of that combined immersed you into the Kunio-Con world unlike any other of their games ever made. And I can safely say that because I've played the the old games, I've played the Super NES games, the Japan import games. I've immersed myself in the Kunio Con uh, universe. Out of all of those, River City Girls really stood out as one of the most fun and entertaining games ever. And then added to that, and if you guys remember, I actually got a chance to talk to the guys behind the game uh, of River City Girls at Way Forward. And the fact that they were able to add a lot of the uh, the characters from different universes like Double Dragon and Renegade and, um, you know, just a horde of different characters from different, um, you know, every because now that Arc System Works owns all of the Technos characters, they were able to immerse everybody around the, you know, in the world. I, I so enjoyed this. I absolutely enjoyed the game. Um, I hope they do a sequel. I hope Way Forward works with them again to do it because... They need them. Arc System Works need way forward. Trust me on that. So, uh, if you haven't played that game, go out of your way to play it. It's so much fun. If you if you love just brawler beat em ups, but with the RPG element on there, River City Girls is legit. I was not. I remember when I entered, when I reviewed this game, I was not expecting it to be to have so much depth in the game. I thought it was going to be a lot like your normal you know river city game but it was a lot more for the price they were given i thought i paid two way less of the price than i did for the game for that game i thought it was worth more so go out of your way to check that out and then number six 
Cat Quest 2. I have been anticipating that game for so long and getting the chance to, you know, talk to Desmond Wong, uh, you know, and, and just talking about that the making of the game and what they put into it and then getting a chance to play the game did not let me down i've totally enjoyed it and it's different from any zelda you know action rpg fighter that you ever played before it has a great niche um i thought they i i really enjoyed that game immensely it really is a saga now, especially after the events of 2, it really is a saga. I really enjoyed it. I highly recommend you go out and check that out as well. Um, the One of the most anticipated games on the Nintendo Switch. And, and by the way, Cat Quest and I believe River City Girls is out on all systems as well. Uh, Astro Chains is not, and that is my number five. Astro Chains, since last year's Game Awards, and they announced this. It was one of the world premieres of last year, and... The last year, what the Game Awards did for Nintendo is really show that it gave Nintendo an opportunity to say, We're coming hard on you in 2019. And to my knowledge, to my to my experience, Nintendo did not disappoint at all. And Astro Chains was one of those reasons, is one of their exclusive games, is the reason why this game was nominated for best action game of the year the game by platinum games is no freaking joke i hope they do another one the art direction the art style the gameplay um it's just this is probably one of their best and most ambitious titles to date they went along and done and and worked so many different titles um you know bayonetta Transformers Devastation, Turtles, uh, Legend of Korra. They've done a lot of these games, but this was so... This has some familiar traits from those games, but some different traits as well. And some different elements that they've never done before. And it worked, and the storyline worked as well. Um, I, I absolutely enjoyed what they did with this. And again, one of the cool things about it, they had a little bit of presentation in this game by allowing you to create like African you know, or people of color, and they looked appropriate. And I that part to me, I really enjoyed as well. Astro Chains is just no joke. I mean, it's, it reminds me of like, it had a little bit of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure um, or Persona for those who like those games as well. Had that type of feel to it, but it was all action-based and it was just great. It was, I absolutely enjoyed it. I think I played it twice, in fact, and I will probably play it again uh, when the time comes as well. Um, as far as fighting games go, even though what won this year because it wasn't that super smash brothers won this year if you want to you know what i'll separate it in a sense of actually being a melee game but it is a fighting game no disrespect to that but if you really want to talk about core fighting games mortal kombat 11 did it for me mortal kombat 11 was so freaking great um all of the mortal kombat games have always been great but this one was a really really step up and what made this way this one to me so different is because for the first time ever a nether realm game has made it to the nintendo switch and we got to see how well nether realm will be able to work it with the third party company i forgot the name of the third party company that helped them bring this uh on and but nonetheless, it was met with great success, great acclaim. Nobody had 
I mean, there were some there were some glitches and bugs, but very minor at the beginning, and so minor that they were able to patch that up really easily. The frame rate is awesome. Uh, I, I've heard no real complaints. I'm sure there are probably like a minority of complaints, maybe, but the you know the, it looks great. It look it it looked way better than what uh, myself and other people expected to look. It looks great it moves great the frame rate they match the frame rate up it's still only taking away a smidge of graphic quality from it but not enough to the fact that it's like oh this looks like crap no this was indeed a success for them i hope that this also mean that one we will get uh injustice uh and and on the switch i really want to play injustice on the switch i i just recently played injustice 2 uh because of crisis on infinite earths and i was excited about that so i felt like i want to get back and you know play injustice 2 man that game is so great that game is so awesome so i hope that the nintendo switch gets more another realm games down the line maybe 10 or xl uh down the line and maybe nine or you know it, there's a whole group of gamers on the nintendo switch that would love to benefit from having netherrealm games in there so i really hope that they go out of their way but this to me was i think this could be the start of something of a, a long line of uh netherrealm games to come on a switch so hopefully that won't it won't be the end and damn it i still want to play spawn and i gotta wait all the way to march for that y'all suck but i love you so much i love you and boo seriously um number three i was very happy to know that this game did win action game of the year i was happy to announce that to one dante aka ruben langdon and that is devil may cry 5 i was i mean god here's the thing a lot of the games i list are games that i actually had interviews with people and i interviewed them for a reason I'm not just being biased. I interviewed them because I knew that these games are going to be great, that I was anticipating these games, that these are highly acclaimed games that were coming out. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed them immensely. And I enjoyed a lot of games out this week, but these were the most. And I was very happy to be able to talk to somebody involved in a lot of these games. And Ruben Langdon, a.k.a. The Voice of Dante, a.k.a. Kim Masters, absolutely, who's been on the show at least three times. And I'm very grateful for each time. Um, I enjoyed this game ever so much. It didn't let us down. It gave us so much of what we loved about the uh, series and more. And this is so confident. This is, I mean, the fact that it won an award definitely says that there will be another. Or there may be more Dante in the, in the universe and Nero and Virgil in the universe. Uh, so I am, I am excited. I am extremely excited about that. But... It, it, it met the hype. I so enjoyed it. And just so much more. To, it's, it's so much more life to breathe in that genre. So kudos to Capcom. Kudos to everybody involved in it. And uh, it, it's absolutely, I enjoyed it. So number two. I don't need a crystal ball to predict the obvious. I'm still playing this game right now. I'm forever playing this game. Um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order. I... Again, going back to the game awards. This is one of the this was the game. This was the game in 2018 game awards that people were like, "Holy crap, now it's time for me to get a Nintendo Switch." It was this game just last year that people were saying, 
it's time for me to get a Switch. I'm stop sleeping on Switch. It's time for me to get a Switch. This game met the hype and so much more, and it's still giving us. Next week, the 23rd, as announced on the Game Awards, we're getting our X-Men pack, which I believe it is earlier than announced, and it's going to have Gambit. It's going to have uh, Phoenix. It's going to have Cable. And who was the other one? I was yeah, I forgot there was another. I always forget that there's another character that they announced on there. Um, but I'll, I'll, maybe I remember. It wasn't Beast. I know that, and I'm really surprised it wasn't uh, that Beast wasn't Iceman. That's who it was. So you're getting those four next week with some new features in there. Um, and then down the line, we're getting Fantastic Four. I believe that's the last one at the moment. But God, can we get Vision as well? I did notice that there was one character element missing. So I don't know if that's going to happen or not. But we'll see. Um, but this game. Is so replayable. I enjoyed every single time. You, I mean, I just found out how to farm and, and level up uh, your characters faster. There is a certain uh, stage in a gauntlet, a rush stage in a gauntlet, I believe Alpha, that you play. And it, that particular one just so happens to allow you to level up your characters more if you have enough ISO, the white ISO uh, stones embed it in your characters it'll help you uh level up way faster to get least to get up to the 150 um so i you know i enjoyed the game of playing the gauntlet playing the story mode consistently just there's so much to love about this game the, the amount of characters the character design in the game i like the fact that you can look at you can they have a art gallery in there which you can see the, some of the most phenomenal game design I've seen in character design of Marvel characters I've seen in years. Um, so it's just it's just beautifully done. I love what they did. Team Ninja, uh, Toy Toy, uh, Koi, I believe Tech McCoy was a part of this as well. Just they outdone themselves. And it looks like we are getting a sequel to this game too. I'm not sure to what extent, uh, but they need to keep this train going because it was a huge success. I don't know to what extent has. It helped how much, whether it helped out sales for the game, uh, for the systems as well. But this was an undeniable success uh, and an exclusive only to Marvel. I mean, to Nintendo. I mean, you couldn't beat it. Nintendo really rocked it in 2019. Gotta believe. Gotta believe that. Um, then we got number one. Can I, can you take a guess? I mean, come on. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. I nearly shed a tear when that game came out. I heard the intro music to the beginning. It's so beautiful. A great love letter to video games. A tribute to some of the best game characters in the industry. In history. And it was all there. And I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I still enjoy it. I am. Uh, and now they added Terry Bogard. They added a lot of other characters. Oh, Terry Bogard, I think, was the only DLC character that I actually invested in i didn't i wasn't really interested in banjo kazooie or joker from persona just i'm I, i'm not i haven't really been a persona guy like that like other people have but terry bogart that was my dude <laughs> so having him and then having ryu and and ken and air as well pretty badass pretty badass i gotta say I'm, I'm really interested and there's more characters coming too so i'm i'm intrigued as to who's being picked for season two and and oh yeah dragon warrior the dragon warrior is in there as well and i was gonna get that one too because i, I love akira toriyama 
So, and I know he's deeply involved in the Dragon Quest, uh, you know, deal. So, I I don't know. Maybe I still will get that one. But nonetheless, in a extremely and and the fact that they actually have a story mode this time, and they actually have a better boss this time than just playing with a hand and it all made sense to what they were doing with the hand um deal so it made everything made sense to that extent so i i really it's an incredible game it's another reason why that marvel ultimate alliance uh astral chains three games i could definitely say is a reason why to go and invest in a nintendo switch hopefully we'll i'll be interested to see what the sales uh is for this holiday season for nintendo but they have a great reason to actually buy a game right there. And that was my number one for this year. Definitely enjoyable. Uh, now, we're going to talk about <laughs> the disappointing games this year. And there were a lot of disappointing games. I can't... I'm going to scratch out New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. Because I got to remember whether I... That came out this year or I brought that this year. But that was one of my most disappointing games that I played. I know I purchased it this year. And that was my most disappointing uh, games this year. Uh, as opposed to Super, uh, Super Mario Maker 2. Which, if not for those others, I would have made it on my top 10 list for that. But I can say as an honorable mention, Super, Smash, Super Mario uh, Maker 2 is definitely a really great game um, that I've played this year. Uh, just didn't want, it wasn't one that really stood out for me as opposed to those other ones. But, uh, number seven, I could definitely say this one. I don't understand why I even thought that this was going to be a good game. But they made it seem like this was going to be a good game. Kudos to the marketing people on this one. Power Rangers for the Power of the Grid, or for the Grid, or whatever. Such a disappointing game. I hate that game to high hell. Um, it's a mediocre game at best. It's more. It's a game that's more of a mobile game. It, the, the, how they put it together is very mobile game-esque. I hate the game to high hell. They could have done so much better with that game. Um, very simplistic in its both presentation and control scheme. I, I just didn't enjoy it at all. I, I thought it was probably one of my, one of the biggest waste of money that I've ever <laughs> put into this year. So if, if you're a Power Ranger fan, I'm sorry. Don't get this game. It's just not. Um, very sad about number six. Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, and I know people love that game. They love it more on um, the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox PC, I believe. Our Steam is on as well. But I played the game on the Switch. One, it's even with the patches and everything, I really don't see the difference. I don't see any difference in comparison to what they showed on, a, on air, so that was one thing. Two, even if it was still looking beautiful, I, I thought the control, the control scheme of this game was so outdated. Like, the game is based upon a retro game. I get that. But upon making it into a 3D version, how about update everything the way you play? Like, the way you play should have been upgraded as well. So, to my understanding, they made a a visually updated version of a 8-bit game. A retro 8-bit game that they made. But they decided in upgrading, upgrading it cosmetically... They decided to not upgrade the control scheme. So you're still, you're using all these weapons. But from a visual logic standpoint, shouldn't that character now in 3D, in beautiful 3D, depending on where you're playing it on, shouldn't that that character be able to do more than just one swat of a weapon? Like, if you have, you should be able to do combo, you know, combo uh, attacks 
with at, at this stage. You're still swiping and, and just doing one button slash. To me, that took me out. That took me out of it. There's so many other games in Metro uh, Metroidvania games out there that does much more better. That provides a little bit more continuity and, and, and depth to the gameplay. That to me did not. And I was a bit disappointed in that aspect too. So, and I've played, the, if you're playing like the retro of the other games, that's kind of understandable because you're making it into a classic 8-bit style of gameplay. So that is fine. This should not have felt like I was playing an 8-bit game on a 3D on a 3D uh, graphic, you know, power game. I, I'm sorry, it just it should not have. So that to me, I that I felt I was disappointed. I just it, I stopped playing it. I, I just had no no hope. I really wanting to play this game at all so um that was that there um and we talked about river city girls being one of my favorites well sadly river city melee mock was not one of my favorite games this was also to be a sort of a melee battle like super smash brothers or whatnot now granted the cool part about the game and i never reviewed this game and it was for a reason the cool part about retro city mock was that it had a really cool storyline that is the plus to that game. It had each group has a really good storyline, but once you get into the game aspect of it, it that's where it falls to me because the controls feel clunky. It feels it doesn't feel as in control as you would the other any other games I've played this year, especially melee games, um, like the game I'm going to review at the at the final stage of this program of this episode. It just didn't do it for me. And I, I, I didn't feel, I didn't have fun playing it as I've played Super Smash Brothers or any other um, melee game that I've played before, or any other fighting game. I just, it didn't feel fun. I did beat the game maybe once or twice, but it just felt like it was so much work. It felt like it was so much work trying to control the characters, trying to gain control of the situation. It just, it just went everywhere. And after a while, I, just, I was like, no, I, I can put more fun i can have more fun playing other games than this so i felt that was disappointing as well especially that i love the kunio Kun world and universe and they do do a lot of different things um this just was not good for me at all so it was just disappointing um i talked about pokemon sword and shield just before that game came out game freak came out with a venture of another one called little town hero I was looking forward to playing a new game from the people who brought you the phenomenon, which was Pokemon. Everything that I loved about Pokemon, I hated about this game. It lacked the everything about Pokemon. I knew they were trying to do their own different battle system and everything, but to me, to some, some people, in a very minority amount of people, they liked that control, that, that, that battle system. To many others, they felt that it was confusing, it was convoluted, it was just not fun. And it was confusing. And it, it was just like, it, you, you made it so hard. It didn't have to be that hard. It was like they went and looked at, you know, what they did for uh, Pokemon with the rock, paper, scissors style of play. And they felt like that they needed to go a little bit farther from that. And to me, it didn't have to. It really did not have to, I thought that they dropped the ball majorly on that and they should have went elsewhere with that they really should have went elsewhere with that so 
I, that to me was extremely disappointing. I was, if you guys remember, I was highly upset after playing the game. I was so frustrated after playing that game. So, uh, I, I, I wish I could take it out of my digital list. <laughs> so bad. It, it was that I really, I was so happy. That Sword and Shield was such a breath of fresh air, and they never stirred away from what they what made it the best. I wish they took from with that game and made what they did with uh, Little China Hero, but they didn't. So, number three, we're going back into the Konio Kano world. Stay cool, Kobayashi Son, a River City Ransom story. As you guys recall, I reviewed that. There's some fun elements to the game. There's some it, visually, the game design, the character design looks great. But it falls a little bit short in the gameplay and the control scheme. And it it's very slow. It feels like you're carrying a weight around when doing it. Uh, there's no RPG elements to it. It's very sluggish. You know, it, they, I wish they would have sped up the, the movement of the game and the frame rate of the game because it just it, it just it didn't work for me. It did not work for me. Um, things and because your movement was so slow, it made some certain ba uh, boss battles very hard and tedious to play. Uh, but again, it looked visually great, but looking visually great can't solve everything. You know, if they, I wish they would have looked at River City Girls and did what they have done. Because the look of the game is like, this game could have been a lot better. Could have been a whole lot better. But it is what it is. I also didn't like the fact that they said that this was the first spinoff, when in fact River City Girls was the first spinoff of the game. I don't know what the hell it was. I don't know if there was some type of shade or whatever, but I don't know. But it is, River City Girls is in fact a spinoff to River City Ransom. Kunio is in the game. So I don't know what the hell they were thinking about doing that for there. Um, number two, never played this game. Didn't have the desire to play this game because I didn't need a crystal ball to predict the obvious. When I saw this game and further later found out that the heart of the game was being taken away from the body. And that was WWE 2K20. 2K Games' attempt to make a game without the heart of the game, and that being Ukes Entertainment. For those who always hated on Ukes, and I, you know, for the time being, I, I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't a fan of Ukes only during the time that they were competing with the Aki, well, Aki Corporation. That was the time that I felt that um, that I, I I wasn't down with them because of the fact that they had to they were competing with a more superior a game engine at the time, but lo and behold, you know Aki left and Ukes decided to develop keep developing wrestling games for WWE uh, WWF at the time as well, and they got better. To their credit, they, they weren't perfect, but they got better. There were some hits. There were some misses. WWE 2K19 is a hit. It was a much better approved, polished game from 2018, which met to the disappointment that was the Switch version. They managed to redeem themselves with 19, and then Ukes decided to cut ties with WWE, much like everybody else did this year with WWE, and the fall of them became continuing when 2020 came out, and it was every it was the most disappointing wrestling game that they've ever come out with. And a lot of that was due to the lack of Ukes, bar none, undeniable. 
with that said, I'm looking forward to what Yuke is going to be doing in 2020. Um, a lot of people feel that they're going to do their own thing. And then there's people who are thinking that they're going to AEW. AEW has been rumored to say that they're, they've resurrected Aki. Uh, the Aki engine. And we'll see. We will see how that's going to happen. 2020 for wrestling games is going to be very important. Speaking of wrestling games. By noon today, it is possible. It is very possible. And if you're reading, if you're listening to this show, it might have happened. It might not. But I looked at the eShop yesterday for the Japanese version of uh, the Nintendo library. One of the games that I saw that was released yesterday was, in fact, Tecmo World Wrestling. So normally when a game comes out in Japan, it's usually the day after we get it. So we're a day before. So we'll get it the day later from them. It is very possible that by 12 o'clock today, Tecmo World Wrestling will be released on the eShop. And if so, I will definitely be getting it. And I will announce it on the ACMG group if you're not listening to it, if any of you members are not listening to it right now. So um, I wish you the best on that. <laughs> and if that's the case, I'm definitely jumping on that game. That game was awesome. So um, I cross the fingers on that one. But WWE 2K20 was definitely absolutely the most disappointing game for wrestling fans all around. So number one. I was so hyped for this game at the Game Awards. This was probably one of the most hyped games that people were aiming for at the Game Awards that was supposed to come out in January 2019. It did come out. It was my birthday game. I felt like I got the worst birthday present to myself that year. Jump Force, bitch. (laughs) Jump Force, which was supposed to be the follow-up to what I think I was a game that I love, which was um, J-Star Victory versus Plus. Uh, Some people hated the game. I thought the game was a lot of fun. I thought it was more fun than Super Smash Brothers at the time because it had a storyline to it and it was doing it was doing melee in a different way. I wish that that game also would make it to the Nintendo Switch as well because we need a great, fun game like that. I I would go crazy if they actually bring that on to that game because I thought I played that game so many times. The replay value of the game was so great. Um, but Jump Force was supposed to be the epic follow-up to that, and they made it seem like it was going to be this epic follow-up. And when they came out with this game, this is when I knew that something was going on behind the scenes at uh, Bandai Namco because they came out with this game. The trailer of it looked really awesome. It looked like it was the gameplay graphics. And then when we played the game, game the graphics looks nothing like the, like the game trailer because we felt like, okay, this is, an, this is PlayStation 4. This is Xbox. There's no way in hell they can't make it look this good. Nah, it was smoke and mirrors all smoke and mirrors we played this game the graphics looked like it looked really bad it looked actually it looked like i don't want to say it looked really bad but it looked more playstation 3 than playstation 4 and i'm looking at this game like okay this game can absolutely be on the switch if it looks this bad <laughs> this this down uh, played compared or diluted compared to what we thought it was supposed to look like then play the game the balance end of the game was very bad on top of that you can only play the story mode once 
on top of that, you can only play the mission modes, the story missions, side missions once. I spent a lot of money on this game. And for you to half-ass this game and did not give us, to this day, to this day, not give us game uh, like a uh, new game plus for this game, I think it's atrocious. But by the, it's, it's just so much wrong with this game. This game is, I, I never use this term for a game. This game is complete trash. I That's a normal term that is normally said by trolls and people that just want to bitch and moan. But I got to give them credit. I got to shout out to them. This game was a, it's, I was waiting to see if there was anything more disappointing. And I think it could be said that WWE 2K20 was. But the only reason why, the only reason why I will not give WWE 2K20 that uh, that number one praise is because I knew way before that game came out that that was going to be a disappointment. I did not expect Jump Force to be a disappointment considering we played all of their other licensed anime anime licensed titles. And all of them, for the most part, are really good to phenomenal or great. I was not expecting Jump Force to be this bad. And it is horrible. It is so horrible. Um, as, as far as presentation and gameplay, yeah, it meets up to WWE 2K20. Uh, but other than that, no. It was a total disappointment. People were very upset. Uh, they're still upset to some extent. It's a very laughable game. And yeah, it, it, it's without a doubt. Without a doubt, one of the most disappointing games of 2019. So there you have it, folks. That is mine. I'm pretty sure you have yours as well. Um, there's a lot of other games out there that were disappointing or some of them that you really favored. So, you know, go out of your way. Talk about it on uh, ACG Facebook group. We're going to talk about it more uh, when we do our voting next week for the best of the decade and much more. So stay tuned for all that. And uh, we're going to talk about that more down the line as a leading up here. So, folks, that will do it for this segment. We're going to take a break. Come back in our final stage review. We're going to re- review our final review of 2019 and the decade and that is uh yacht club games shovel knight showdown we'll do that right after this ladies and gentlemen this is dax xavier josiah the host of acmg presents talk time live the podcast you want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime comics movies and games such as this is miley Flanagan, the voice of naruto this is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on TalkTimeLive.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live!
we are back with the absolute final stage review of 2019 and in the decade. And that is my review of Yacht Club Games' latest Shovel Knights game, and that is Shovel Knights Showdown. Now, they did come out with another game prior to this, too. It was two Shovel Knight games came out, but I was more interested in this because I'm a fighting game fan. I am a melee fighting fan, and Yacht Club Games has decided to put all of their characters from the Shovel Knight universe into one big game that is very similar to that of Super Smash Brothers. Now, if you guys recall, Shovel Knights is a guest, I guess, support character in the game of uh, Super Smash Brothers, but he's not a actual character. Um, so what Yacht Club Games has decided to do is to make their own version. Now, if you're a fan of these Smash Brothers like Melee uh, games or Melee games or Smash Brothers clone games, if you want to call it that, you will be very happy with this one. This game is probably the most fun I had outside of Super Smash Ultimate. Uh, probably not since, or any of the Smash Brothers games, not since, I think the only really fun successful melee game that i've ever played that was similar to smash brothers um was unimusha warriors from way back in the place i believe it was playstation 2 era unimusha warriors i think that that game does not get the credit it deserves it did a lot of things that i mean and i'm saying direct like direct because I, I i just said super um j star victory versus plus was kind of a melee style game but they did they went out of the box and did it successfully, in my opinion, compared to other games who mimic the entire depth and and uh, chemistry of what Smash Bros. What makes uh, Smash Brothers cool. But a lot of them fell. Like Brawlhalla, I, I, it's not a, to me. That's not a good uh, melee fighter. It's not a good one. It was very unbalanced when I first played it, and that's why I never really praised it. Uh, and I know Shovel Knights, I believe, is on there too, if I'm correct. But uh, the other one, uh, what is it? Um, it's the one-on-one game, Blade Strangers, which I believe came out this year too. Um, Blade Strangers, he's in there as well. But that one's actually that one's actually a lot of fun. It's a one-on-one melee controlled game. But this is your classic multiplayer you know, Smash Brothers style game here. And it, 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 I felt that this was the closest to Smash Brothers that you could actually get since uh, Unimusha Warriors. It plays well. It actually reminds me more of Unimusha Warriors than it does Super Smash Brothers for a lot of reasons. So even though this is an 8-bit game, it does provide a lot of great depth and continuity and replay value in this game. And you're going to want to check this game out. If you're, if you're a Shovel Knights fan, there's a lot of fanfare in this to love. If you're a Smash Brothers uh, melee uh, game fight, uh, fighting game fan and you want to play something else outside of Smash Brothers, you may want to look into this. This has a lot to provide here. And we're going to start with the story. Uh, the story in Shovel Knight Showdown, as you choose up to 20 playable characters, it starts you off on, I believe, like nine. And just old, just like in old school ways, you beat the game, you unlock new characters. I love that they did that from the jump. You don't, you're not buying DLC characters. This is totally old school fun here. And they lived it up to that point. I mean, this is totally retro. So you play up to 20 playable characters. You start with nine and other ones unlock as you play along the story mode. But in the story, 
each has their own unique story to tell, including intros and outros. That's what I love. And that was something that I believe was which uh, was in the game of uh, was Onimusha Warriors. Or Onimusha Warlords, if, if I'm correct. It's one of the, I think it was Warlords or Warriors. But either way, it was their game. And I believe they did the same exact thing. Have an intro and outro cutscene in there as well. Which really engages you into the... It was one of the things that I always wished Super Smash Brothers had. And it took them up to Ultimate for them to do. To actually have some sort of a storyline element to the game. And, um... It works out because you you you're becoming more emerged into that universe, into that world when you do it that way. So, Yacht Club Games decided to do it their way uh, and do it that way. And the story uh, goes, it revolves around this magic mirror. And when a magical catastrophe creates a world of never-ending battles because of the shattering of this mirror, the heroes and villains of Shovel Knight uh, of the Shovel Knight universe must discover the source of the disaster and fight their way through it in order to solve it. Again, it's awesome because they they always show the situation of the story and then they go immediately to what's happening in that that particular character's situation during that time and you fight your way through it. Some of them always lead to you going against a rival, which that rival ends up being unlocked at the end. So, I mean, it's, they, it's so totally old school, you know, via uh, Street Fighter Alpha style, because, you know, that's what that's when you it was one of the first games where you had a rival um, match. And then that rival match would then lead to you unlocking him sooner or later or whatever. It was really cool. So control schemes, uh, as far as controls go, is very similar to what you played on Super Smash Brothers uh, or any melee smash, uh, any melee fighter. Uh, each character has their own distinct and unique tech uh, move set, balances, and characteristics, which is which it, it, it's a breath of fresh air. Even though you're using some of the same control schemes, it feels different with each character and gives them their own persona. If each, uh, you know, each of them are really great. Some of them I'm not too thrilled about. Uh, there's some I'm like, okay with some I'm really enjoy playing with, but either way you get a different feel and experience through each play of the game. It's a whole, it feels like a whole new different game in there. Uh, stages much like super smash, uh, games they're very interactive they will be your enemy or your say or your uh, friend during gameplay so you got to work your way and understand how the game how the boards are played there's a lot of unlockable stages that you unlock throughout the game um even if you play through easy medium or hard there are things to unlock in each one so depending on how far you want to go with the game or how deep you want to get into the game and unlock everything from there there's something to unlock you can unlock new clothes. You can unlock new po- game palettes, colors, all that stuff there. Um, the replay value, because of that, is huge and high. So it is a very, very great game. Um, again, kudos to those guys in uh, Yacht Club Games because we talk. I believe, if I'm correct, we talked about this before when we were talking about Cyber Shadow. Uh, and that game is still yet to come out yet, but and I see why it's taking a while to come out because they got all these Shovel Knight games coming out. Shovel Knight um, Dig, which I am very much looking forward to, is coming out. I believe it's taken off of um, the other game, the other Dig game that I played, um, SteamWorld Dig. It's playing off of that, and it looks like a more Super Nintendo version. Of that, so I'm looking forward to that. But for this game to be a retro game, but also it, it, you know what's funny? This game does. Uh, we talked about Bloodstain as well. 
we're talking about Bloodstain and how you know that was such an updated visually visual game but it the game controls were outdated here you have a retro game with controls and schema and, and interface and, and continuity that is more of an updated gameplay so yacht club games have done themselves with this one i love this company uh and what they do and the shovel knight series is is awesome also in speaking of which if you have the shovel knights amiibo which by the way i do own and remember i i had to find this thing and it was not cheap so this is one of those um one of those amiibo figures that you're gonna have to pay a pretty hefty fine fee for because there are not that many out there uh it's a pretty much damn near collectors at this point but if you have the shovel knights amiibo uh, kindly place it on your right uh, Joy-Con and it will grant you a new suit for Shovel Knight. So they have gone out of their way to give so much depth to this game. Depth to this game. It's hard to deny this game. It's beautifully done. Uh, the the sprites, the, the sprite designs are very well detailed considering it's an 8-bit game. Um, the frame rate is just really good. It, it, they did such a great job. And the stories and the characters are all fun. Even if you never played Shovel Knights before, I think this will be a great game to play. Probably a great first game to play because you kind of do get a short introduction of all of these characters head on. Instead of you playing through the other games first and learning about these game characters first, now you could go back and play the other Shovel Knight games and figure out where all these characters came from from that point. And it, I, th I thought it was a really great deal. I, it was I, it's a lot of fun. I'm still playing it. Um, I, I, it. I don't know if they'll ever do a DLC thing for this or whatever, but with 20 characters, a lot of story, a lot of depth, a lot of gameplay. There's also battle. There's also other uh, unlockable things and um, elements and continuity in there. It's worth the money. I believe this was $9.99, but honestly, it's kind of worth more. I, you know, I hate to say it, they really gave you a lot of bang for your buck here. So if you're a Shovel Knights fan, this game is a great addition to your collection here. Uh, if you're a fighting game fan, this game is a great collection for you, without a doubt. I'm gonna end the final review of 2019 and this decade with an A+. This is a must-get game for any of those fandoms out there of this uh, series in that genre. So, folks, that will do it for the final episode of 2019 and the final episode of this decade of Select Start. Thank you so very much. Thank everybody. I'm going to say this again this Sunday on our final Talk Time Live Prime show as we review Star Wars, as we talk about a lot of things that has happened this year in the world of our favorite fandoms. Uh, that's happened to me as well. Thank you guys so much. This has been an amazing year. To culminate the 10 years that I've been doing graphic design and web design, to culminate the 10 years that I've, uh, or the six years, six of the 10 years that I've worked in with, um, with, with ACMG. Probably, wait, I'm sorry. It's probably more than that, isn't it? You know, it's six. It's six. Seven maybe um but it, you know in all the six years i've been working with acmg and doing it, it acmg has just been the best for myself maybe for others i mean the contest that we've done everything that we've done from there it's just it's just been outstanding um 
to say that your vision becomes reality is an understatement. It's a slogan that I go by. It's a motto that I go by from my, for viewfinders, for my design firm, for my clients, making your vision your reality. It's not just a slogan. It's just actually a point of life that you will have to do when you want to make things happen. I cannot go and tell that to my clients without practicing what I preach. ACMG, Talk Time Live, and all of the other things that I've done throughout the years are proof that you can do what you say you're going to do if you put in the effort to do it. I leave off of 2019 not only knowing, wondering what is going to happen in 2020 in the beginning of a new era of things, but it, for whatever happens in a new era, I am grateful for what I've done from 2010 to 2019. It was a lot of hard work, a lot of proving people wrong, a lot of people denying me, a lot of people trying to throw shade, ignore, and I kept going through. I leave off 2019 a very proud man. A proud man to my family, a proud man to my wife, a proud man to all those who supported me, a proud man to a mother that left me way too early and friends that I had to leave behind and friends that I've lost. But with that said, I am very proud of the journey that I've gotten, the people that I had to meet, the, the talented people that I've come across, the opportunities that I've been given and granted and earned. And for that, I thank every one of you for my road. Thank you, everybody. This is not the end by any stretch. This is not even beginning. This is a continued growth of this brand, of everything that I as as God is my witness for as long as I'm breathing. I am going to keep going. I am absolutely going to keep going because if I made this happen, imagine what I could do. And hope, my biggest hope for 2020 and beyond is to not do it alone, is to have a group of like-minded people that is just as hungry, just as motivated to make things happen, and to, that wants to have fun and is willing to work hard to have fun. So if you're listening to this right now, you're listening to me, you know where to find me. Reach out to me because I'm here and I'm ready to have a lot of fun, a lot more fun. Thank you to everybody. Thank you to the way forward. Thank you to the gentle brothers, Desmond Wong. Thank you to Yeo. Thank you to everybody who's been on this show and allow me to learn from them, to be inspired, to our listeners, to learn and be educated and be entertained by you all. Thank you. Thank you so much. I am very humbled by everybody who's given me a chance to reach out to them and to be a part of their world and to learn from their world and our listeners to be able to listen to that and be educated and to know. Thank you so much. On that note, folks, stay tuned this Sunday for our final episode of 2019 in a decade as we review Star Wars. The, uh, the What is it? What is Star Wars? Not The Last Jedi. It's the... Uh, I do well whatever we'll we'll get to it because lo and behold they uh I've been hearing mixed reviews about this Star Wars uh movie but 
We will talk about it this Sunday. We will talk about that. Um, whatever comes by from here, uh, whatever news that we got, look back at 2019 or whatever. And then the first week of January, we will talk about the best of the decade of 2010 to 2019. So we will be doing all that soon. So stay tuned for all that and much, much more. Thank you, guys. Keep us in your minds. Follow us on TalkTimeLive.com. Check out all of our exclusive interviews throughout the entire decade on the exclusives page or type in TalkTimeLive.com forward slash exclusives. Go out of your way to check out that. Go out of your way to check us out on Apple Podcasts. It's no longer Apple iTunes anymore. It's Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, Podbean, uh, geez, they've all changed. Uh, Stitcher's still the same. I just got it. I had to change the names of all the logos and everything today. By the way, if you own a Amazon, I'm going to say Alexa here. If you own Alexa, because if I say the other word, it's going to ignite. If you own Amazon and you have Alexa, you can say ACMG presents Talk Time Live and the podcast will show up and you'll be able to listen on that device, which I will not name because I programmed it to say that and if i say it <laughs> so if you if you ask alexa to do it it will absolutely come up so uh again i'm very happy and humbled that i my voice is being heard all over the places i want to hear more voices i want more voices to join me in 2020 and beyond if you're capable if you're willing if you're able if you're if you're diligent come along i will invite you in we will have a lot of fun i will guarantee you that guarantee you that man so Definitely look out for that more. So, folks, that will do it. On behalf of myself, this is Dax Avery. I'm sorry. I'm all gibberish. Let's do that again. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of myself, this is Dax Avery Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things, anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. We are out of here, folks. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. We will talk to you then. Take care. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.